G'day humans, what's a good boy? Chris Bundy here with episode number 67 of Wrestling Old Style, this time talking outside the ring. Alex, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm feeling fantastic. I'm feeling like I can just flick the switch and I become a truck. Uh, <laughs> to quote the great man himself, this is something that I didn't think I'd get the chance to talk about on this podcast, but you brought in the outside of the ring thing and I found my opportunity and I did it. Um, this is also a very, very brand new style of podcast that we're doing today because full disclosure, humans, I'm the note taker today. So this, this could, this could, uh, well, let's just say this could go off the rails real quickly. <laughs> um, uh, I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm steering the ship, eh? As the Road Warriors once said, we're like a runaway train. Scary, huh? Scarier now. Look who's driving the train. Um... Yeah, so Over the Top from 1987. Why did I pick this, you ask? Yes, Alex. Why did you pick this? <laughs> um, I've mentioned before the extensive VHS collection I used to grow up on uh, watching tapes over and over again, and very rarely did I steer away from the wrestling tapes. But when I did... It was to watch this movie because you say I'm a truck driver's son and now I am in the transport industry with a cruel twist of fate, I guess. But um, yes, like father, like son. Yes. I almost a uh, mirror image of this uh, movie to a degree. Exactly, exactly. Uh, And I was a kid that almost every school holidays would spend at least a week in the truck with his dad. Cause I just loved just going in the truck. So then I see this movie in the VHS collection. That's basically a road trip of a son with his father, with his truck driving father going cross country in a truck. I loved it. And you see arm wrestling. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's that's cool. Oh, a big muscly dudes wrestling like that's my deal right so so yeah inject this movie into my veins and then you get a couple of wrestling tie-ins with this one as well don't we yeah yeah i didn't notice this until uh i seen your notes but wow yeah uh did you at least notice um the bodyguard no Oh, come on, dude. That's your WrestleMania main eventer. Yeah, I see that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is just something I used to watch all the time. It's not, it's not a classic movie by any means, but it is very 80s, and there's just that sort of retro element to it that I just find really endearing. Um, yeah, so should we just dive straight in? Yeah, sure, man. Let's get to it. Over the Top from 1987. It is a movie directed by Menahem Golan. 
I may have completely butchered that, but that's okay. This is the most notable thing he directed. Uh, everything else he d- directed was a lot of really questionably titled straight-to-VHS movies. Um, the main actors and characters in this movie are Sylvester Stallone. Uh, the main actors and characters in this movie are Sylvester Stallone, who plays Lincoln Hawk. Obviously, we all know Sly from his time as Rocky and Rambo and other late 80s slash 90s action movies. When you think of montages, you think of Sylvester Stallone. And boy, do we get our share of montages in this film. Um uh, <laughs> Uh, David Mendenhall plays Michael Cutler, the son of Lincoln Hawke. This is probably David's most notable role in his acting career, which also featured a lot of cartoon voiceover roles, most notably for the Berenstain Bears and the Transformer movie from the late 80s. And oh. uh, go on. The Transformers movie? Wow. Yeah, the one from the 80s where they killed off Optimus Prime and all... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that one. Oh, no. no. <laughs> yeah, just like, why would you do that? Come on, guys. Um, and Robert Loggia plays uh, Jason Cutler, the grandfather of Michael Cutler and father-in-law to, to Sylvester Stallone's Lincoln Hawk. Uh, his most no, known roles... Oh, sorry. Uh, his known for his roles in Scarface and the Tom Hanks movie Big. Um, yeah, I, I thought Robert Loggia was like the most generic heel in this movie, the most generic, like, old rich guy heel. Um, Old rich white snooty guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just generic as hell. You're not good enough for my daughter because because you ran away. You pushed me away. No, I didn't. Okay, cool. Um, Let's just, yep, let's go over the plot of this film because I've got... A lot of notes for this because I wanted to do this film the rightful justice slash injustice it deserves. Yes, and that's why you're in charge today because I'd have no idea of what I'm doing right and wrong here. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, plus, full disclosure, I it took me a long time to decide what we were going to do for Outside of the Ring. So I was like, I'll make it up for it. Make it up to Chris. I made a last-minute decision on this, so I'll take all the notes. <laughs> and full disclosure, I watched this movie yesterday, taking the notes for it, and I had Eliza by my side. She was asleep by about 10 minutes into it. <laughs> um, is that good or bad? Uh because I'm going to always try to defend over the top, I'm just going to say she had a big day at work, I hope. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this movie kicks off. We hear the sounds of Kenny Loggins' Meet Me Halfway. Uh, hell of a song. Uh, Lincoln Hawk has to pick up his son Michael from military school in his truck 
and take him to California. Michael is a posh dickhead. <laughs> That's how I've described him. Um, Michael's mother is very sick, uh, has a heart disease, I guess, a heart problem. They don't go too deep into what the actual sickness is. Um, and wants Michael to finally get a chance to bond with his father. As she and Lincoln broke up, uh, I think before Michael was born or just after he was born, and Michael was mainly raised by his grandfather and mother, the grandfather has manipulated Michael to believe horrible things about his father. Uh, um, any thoughts at this point of the movie, in the first scene or two? Yeah, I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting, trucker movie, sort of weird posh kid. Was he at, like, some military academy here at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, I think it was, like, a military school. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, we sort of glossed over it. What would you say, like, in primary school, as someone that knows me when I was in primary school, you would say the two main traits about my personality, wrestling and trucks, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... I cannot stress enough to the humans like how much I loved trucks as a kid. I was just obsessed with them. So, yeah, we get this old truck. It's just... Uh, it's pretty much painted rust colour. Um, it's just so gross. But we'll get into the truck later. I have notes on the truck. Um, but they head off on their journey, but Michael tries to run away. He fakes that he's sick gets out, runs across the busy highway, and, like, honestly, where on earth did he think he was going? A bunch of cars crash trying to avoid a child in the middle of the highway. This was blatantly the cringiest scene of the entire movie as Sylvester Stallone ca catches, like, grabs his son in the middle of the highway, and the son's just screaming, I hate you! I hate you! I hate you! It was just... Uh oh, yeah. so bad. So bad. Um, I suppose if you're a young kid and you've never really gotten attached to your father, you wouldn't act out like that, wouldn't you? I don't want to get in the car with you and go across country. Yeah, but would you... Like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what I would do. We're, we are both very lucky. We come from very solid... Uh, we are products of two very solid relationships, I guess you could say. Um, my parents never had an issue like that, so I can't really say how I would act, but running across a busy highway seems like an overreaction to me. <laughs> yeah, then again, kids aren't really going to think, are they? <laughs> no, exactly. Um... Michael's grandfather arrives. Uh, his name is Jason. He arrives at the military school for letting... And he gets angry at the military school teacher for letting Lincoln take Michael. And we see behind him a, quote-unquote, middle-aged and crazy bodyguard. Uh, current, uh, if I'm right, uh, WWF hardcore champion for your fruities for your fantasy game show, Fed, uh, Terry Funk. 
Yeah, I didn't realize this at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so this was another reason I picked it, because I thought you might have noticed Terry Funk in it. But... I think because I was paying more attention on the uh, the bodyguard later in the movie who does a lot of the talking. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that guy was like a bodyguard slash lawyer dude, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, that was... There's a whole little uh, heel stable building here. Um, uh, Lincoln and Michael pull up at a truck stop. We now get the good stuff of the movie. The introdu- oh, sorry. The introduction of the arm wrestling action. A guy simply known as Smasher challenges Lincoln Hawk to an arm wrestle. And we see for the first time two huge elements of this movie. Lincoln Hawk turning his hat backwards and the over-the-top signature move. Just sort of like a you readjust your hand around the thumb and bend your wrist and then slam the arm down. Uh, we also get the tease of Bull Hurley, a big guy lingering in the shadows who approaches Michael and asks Michael, why are you with Lincoln? He says, oh, that's my dad. Bull goes, tough luck, kid. Um, Lincoln makes a heap of money from the arm wrestling match. Bull Hurley then challenges Lincoln to a match, but Lincoln says, that it'll have to wait until Vegas. Pretty much that's like as much of a reference to the arm wrestling tournament at the end of the movie as we get. Yeah, when this first came up, I wasn't sure what he was referencing. I'm like, oh, do they live in Vegas near each other? Does the other guy live in Vegas? Like, what? Yeah, uh, like for some reason, I haven't watched this movie in a while. In my mind, I just remember it being built up really well that this arm wrestling tournament's happening. But no, they barely mention it until it happens. Yeah, uh, a bit odd. Yeah, we'll get to how ridiculous the arm wrestling tournament is later. Uh, Michael storms off again, this time to call his mother. Did I mention that Michael's a dickhead? Uh, he keeps running away. What are you going to do? You're now in the middle of nowhere at a truck stop. Uh, we get a scene further setting up how much Michael's grandfather hates Lincoln. And he then sets up a manhunt to find Lincoln and Michael. Lincoln and Michael pull up by the side of the road for a nap. Lincoln desperately asks his son to use his shoulder for a pillow. But Michael is a dickhead and says no. Nah, that one's kind of reasonable. I just wanted to remind everyone that Michael's a posh dickhead. Also, at the <laughs> truck stop, at the truck stop, like, the waitress is like, oh, what, what will it be, Lincoln? Just the usual, like, some steak and some mashed potatoes and all that. He's like, oh, I think I'll have that. And then Michael, the posh dickhead, uh, just says, like, no, that's not good for you. For someone that likes to do a lot of weights obviously you don't care about your health because that sort of stuff will kill you you should be eating tuna on wheat uh on whole grain toast as <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's just like okay I'll have that yeah two orders <laughs> for that thanks yeah yeah and it's just like 
this guy's like trying so hard to bond, but like, I guess understandably so. Michael's not letting him in, but like, come on, like, you can tell this dude's just a genuinely nice guy, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, there's a whole awkward scene where Lincoln asks him to use his shoulder as a pillow. It's so bad. It's so cringy. Uh, as someone in the transport industry, I've never... Uh, sorry. As someone in the transport industry, I have never seen any truck company that uses a day cab truck for cross-country interstate runs. Hey, but- it's the 80s. Maybe they were short on cash. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's a, what it was. But yeah, um, to not have a, a bunk in the truck for a cross-country interstate run seemed perplexing to me, but maybe that's just because we're in a, I guess, a more convenient time. Um, we get an awesome trading montage of Michael and Lincoln using the truck as basically a jungle gym. <laughs> Uh, the song Meet Me Halfway plays again. It's an absolute banger. Um, yeah, they're just doing ridiculous workouts, hanging off the bull bar of the truck. They're doing push-ups on the hood of the truck for some reason because that makes it harder, I guess. I guess it's the whole premise of doing a submission hold on an announce table. Yeah, it's the elevation, <laughs> even though the desk is lower than the ring. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, doing push-ups on the hood of a truck. I guess that makes it harder push-ups. We're then introduced to the absolutely ludicrous weight setup that Lincoln has installed in his truck. It's like cable weights. weights. The weight plates are behind the driver's seat. It's like a rope. And oh, it's that just... was awesome. And it's practicing his arm wrestling moves while he drives. It's just so elaborate. It just, like, it is cool, but it's just, like, so ridiculous. Like, the first time I ever went to a gym, I was like, that's how I used, like, the tricep pull-downs. I was, like, practicing arm wrestling with it because that's what I knew it as. <laughs> Like, that's what I thought weights were for. You've got to practice your arm wrestling, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, poor Fruity. Yeah, yeah, I was I was raised a weird way, I guess. Movies and wrestling. Um, yeah, so Michael does dickhead things again and says that Lincoln is dumb. Uh, Lincoln, like, basically gets offended by this, pulls over, and he makes Michael drive the truck. Chris, you might think this is a ridiculous scene of him, of this like 12 year old kid driving a truck, but I reckon I was maybe a year or two younger than Michael when my dad made me drive a truck on an empty road. My driving was definitely just as bad as Michael's because that thing was, it was very hard to do. Um, I just remember like back then, it was impossible for me to put my foot to put the clutch down. Like the clutch on a truck is just insanely hard to push down. It's not like a car clutch. There's a lot more tension in it. Um, I reckon we've all done that growing up in the country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we've 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've had our fair share of paddock bashes and stuff like that, so we've had our fun. Um, a lot of the city listeners might be a bit befuddled by the fact that I was driving a semi-trailer truck on an empty road in in the Aubrey-Wodonga area, to say the least. Um, yeah, uh, Lincoln and Michael finally start to bond through this truck driving experiment. Uh, the grandfather, Jason, is still hunting Lincoln and Michael. We get an iconic scene from my childhood that I just remember, like, of Lincoln making Michael arm wrestle a kid. Michael loses at first and gets upset like a spoilt, sooky, posh dickhead. But Lincoln gives Michael a pep talk and teaches Michael his signature over-the-top move for the comeback victory in round two. And then Michael completely jobs out the other kid in the third match. <laughs> jobs um, him out. He jobbed him out hard. Uh, yeah, it, this kid was basically looking at the lights. Just a ham and egger by the end of it. He was buried. Um Michael's mother begs Lincoln to try to get along with her father uh, over the phone. But as he's on the phone, Michael then gets kidnapped by Jason's henchmen. Or I guess maybe hired or just people that are trying to collect a bounty, maybe. Uh, Lincoln chases... Could you say... Go on. Could you say, hired goons. Hired goons, yes. Uh, Lincoln chases after uh, after the henchman, but gets beat up by like a mechanic or something. I guess he somehow manages to chase down to chase Michael down in a truck. Like a truck somehow managed to catch up with like this like small car somehow. Um, and it's a bloody old truck, too. Like, how? Anyway, the power of film, I guess. That's the explanation. Uh, Jason Cutler is trying to win... Uh, Jason Cutler is trying to win custody of Michael, but his lawyer tells him he can't... Um, unless, like... Oh, sorry. But his lawyer tells him he can't. There is no way... Sorry, keep stuffing that up. But his lawyer tells him he can't unless there is no way Lincoln can support Michael. Jason yells at the lawyer and tells him to find a loophole. Michael asks Lincoln why he left. Lincoln says he made a mistake, but he won't let it happen again. They are really getting along well now, so we're getting some great bonding here. Um, So does he ever say what the mistake was because for the rest of the movie I couldn't pick up on it yeah that's the thing yeah you just don't know what the mistake was um there's like an insinuation that he might have done something like illegal but where like, his grandfather insinuates, like, Jason insinuates that Lincoln might have done something illegal, uh, but also the grandfather lied about Lincoln being a drug dealer. So we don't know if we can believe that part. But then, like, sort of Lincoln kind of verifies it by saying he made mistakes. So 
I don't know exactly what it was. I get the impression that he's done his time. He's done some time in jail. Ah, okay. And that's why, like, a scene later on happens. I think they could have been a lot clearer about the split up. Um, because it was just confusing. Because, like, um, Lincoln, like, says at one point that he's still, like, talks to Michael's mother all the time, sends letters to her all the time. Like, you guys are getting along so well. Like, at least have another shot at it, right? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Michael and Lincoln visit Michael's mum, Christina Hawke. But Christina died in the afternoon on the operating table during a heart operation. Uh, Michael gets upset. I did write he was being a spoiled dickhead again, but his mum just died, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But he catches a taxi by himself away from Lincoln because he blamed Lincoln. He blamed his dad for not being able to see his mother for one last time because it took him so long to get here in his old truck. That was a spoiled dickhead move because he blamed his dad for it, basically. Um, yeah, uh, Lincoln is being a cute emotional boy. <laughs> He's drinking by the ocean on the back of his truck. A little bit naughty. The amount of time uh, his truck doesn't have a trailer on it makes me think that this guy isn't very good at his job. <laughs> uh, uh, the amount of time his truck doesn't have a trailer on him. Yeah, so that's like... The logistics management side of me just going nuts, just like uh, they always say anytime your truck moves and it doesn't have a load on it, you would basically throw money down the drain. So it cost a lot of money to run a truck. Um, yeah, it's just ridiculous how often this dude doesn't have a load on. It doesn't even have a trailer on. Like, come on, dude. Not very uh, often. No, like, rarely ever. Um, a presumably drunk Lincoln tries to visit Michael at Jason's house in his truck. He gets denied access, so he does the responsible thing of driving the truck into the house. He just crashes it straight into the house. Like, I get it. He was drunk, so his m mind and conscience isn't quite there but how did he think that was going to work out well for him um yeah yeah uh terry funk lays a bit of a beat down on lincoln and lincoln gets arrested jason's lawyer in the uh lincoln's in jail and he gets visited by jason's lawyer he who offers not to press charges if lincoln leaves the state and never comes back and gives up custody Lincoln has one last yarn with Michael. Lincoln asks Michael to come with him, but Michael basically knocks him back because he rightfully so doesn't want to grow up living in a truck that doesn't even have a bed in it. <laughs> um, Michael finds all the letters that Lincoln had been sending over the years, but his grandfather had been hiding them from him. Lincoln starts focusing on the Las Vegas World Arm Wrestling Championship tournament thingy. Um, 
He sells his truck for money to enter the arm wrestling tournament and also to put $7,000 on himself to win the tournament. Coincidentally, uh, coincidentally enough, the prize for winning a professional arm wrestling tournament is a truck. <laughs> so, a way to believe all arm wrestlers are truck drivers then. Tough luck if you win the tournament and can't drive a truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a little bit too coincidental, that bit. Um... Also, there was like 500 grand, I think they said as well. I think they but, said it was cash or the truck. Oh, uh, cash or the truck. So that's why you put the money on the... Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. But why is the truck an option anyway? Because every time they introduced him, he said he was representing the truck drivers or something. Yeah. So that means... It, yeah, it's just... It's really contrived. It's just a really contrived plot point. Uh, it's making us question it too much. Um, we get a quick little montage of like people showing up for the tournament. The tournament starts, and we get a quick cameo of young Scott Flash Norton, uh, future NWO member who was a legit arm wrestling uh, world champion, I think, or like runner-up or something. You know where well, else he was a world champion? Uh, IWGP world champion. Yes. <laughs> yeah, in New Japan, yes. Um, yeah, we, Yeah, like I said, this is the fourth montage of the film, intersplicing the tournament and Michael sneaking out of Jason's house and 12-year-old Michael driving all the way to Vegas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, no one even cares that a 12-year-old is driving. People get more upset about where he parked instead of the fact that a child was driving the car. Like, he gets told off for parking illegally, but, like, not getting told off for being a kid driving. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and the... I was like, oh, you're going to get your car towed away. And Michael's just like, here, have the, have the car. So he just gave away his grandfather's car. So another dickhead move by Michael. Um, yeah, Jason arrives in Vegas with his henchmen trying to find Michael, I guess. We're now down to the final eight of the tournament and Michael has arrived. As well, despite picking illogical and unnecessary ways of sneaking into into the tournament or, like, through the airport, through the baggage, like, conveyor belt and stuff, like, why did he need to do that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that was just, like, all right, we're just going to make him do a few wacky things, I guess, just to make it seem more dramatic. Uh, Lincoln says he doesn't care if he becomes champion. He just wants the truck. That's all well and good, but if you want the truck, you have to become the champion. Yeah, that that time was weird. Like, when he say he doesn't care about the title of champion, I just want the truck. Yeah, he's... But the way but he, he... Yeah, he pretty much says, I don't want to be the champion, I just want the truck. Yeah, the way he worded it, it was just, wait, what? Yeah, that's like saying, oh, 
Uh, I don't want to be named the winner of the Royal Rumble. I just want the main event of WrestleMania. You, you need, you need both. <laughs> you need both. Um, yeah. Uh, hang on. So I lost my spot a little. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bull Hurley is so just like so good in this. Just being massive, angry man. Um. We needed more of him during the film. We got that scene at the truck stop, but I think we should have had a little bit more with him. Maybe they could have teamed him up as like muscle for Jason or try to collect a bounty or something like that. Like if he sort of teamed up with the grandfather, that'd be sick. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Lincoln goes up against John Grizzly and loses. Thank goodness it's a double elimination tournament, which is an absolutely lazy plot point. <laughs> yeah, um, so when I heard this, I thought, oh, double elimination. I thought you had to lose twice to be out in, like, that round. So it was, like, best out of three rounds. Yeah, that's that's what you would think, right? But no, it's like you can lose a match and then... It's just like, oh, we need him to lose at least once so we can have him overcome something. Uh, how do we get around that? Uh, it's a knockout tournament. How do we get around that? Oh, you have to you have to lose twice? Okay, that'll do. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the way it's worded is double elimination, not like uh, second chance or like a wild card or something. Yeah. Time I heard it and saw that music, I'm like, oh, well, I guess he's out now. What's he going <laughs> to yeah. do for the rest of the movie? <laughs> that would have been just the funniest way to end the movie. He just loses in the quarterfinals. It's just like he just goes home. <laughs> he's got no, oh no, he, he just becomes homeless in Vegas because he's got no truck. He's just sitting <laughs> there going, yo, Jason, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Um, that movie that movie would take a real dark turn, I guess. Um Yeah, Lincoln thinks he might have torn something in his arm or shoulder. Terry Funk arrives, tells Lincoln that Jason Cutler wants a word with him in a in a private suite. Um Jason offers Lincoln a brand new truck and a job driving for Cutler National Transport and a check for $500,000. Lincoln knocks it back. We then get Lincoln beating up Terry Funk as Lincoln makes his way back to the tournament. Yeah, forever! Is... Forever! Yeah, this is where I noticed Terry. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he should have... Busted out the old branding iron or something. Oh, jeez, the old chainsaw. Yes. That would have kept him at bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should have got full chainsaw Charlie on him. Um, Lincoln has a rematch against Grizzly, but the... but the, Oh, yeah. Lincoln has his rematch against Grizzly, but this time, to psych out Lincoln, Grizzly drinks a tin, like this tin, Alvaline motor oil. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yes. And uh, why is, like, if it's a double elimination tournament, why is he facing Grizzly again? Like, wouldn't he face someone else? Yes, exactly. 
But I guess like, they wanted him to get his... I needed to get his heat back, brother. But then wouldn't... Like, if he was to face Grizzly immediately again, wouldn't he... Like, shouldn't he go next and Grizzly get time off? And if he is facing Grizzly next when they're both having time off, shouldn't it just be best two out of three? Yeah. There's <laughs> um, there's so many logic, like, gaps in the tournament booking itself. Like, at the start of the tournament, we get that montage and that, and everyone has to weigh in, right? Yeah. But... And, like, Lincoln weighs in at 190 pounds, but there's no way anyone he arm-wrestled against, except for the guy he faces in the semi-final, is, like, under 250 pounds. So, like, why does everyone have to weigh in if there's clearly no weight limit? Um, bookmaker's odds, I guess. I guess for the stats. you got to do it all for the stats, I guess. Uh, it looks like there should be, like... Oh, no, they mentioned at the start there's, like, a he- heavyweight and, like, a middleweight and a women's division. I remember the women's division. I can't remember the other two. Yeah. So, like, if 190 pounds isn't middleweight, like, what is? Like, come on. There's no way Lincoln should be going up against some of the big dudes he was going up against. It just seemed... Yeah, it was just really illogical. Um Lincoln finally overcomes Grizzly. Lincoln Hawk beats this other guy. He makes it to the final against Bull Hurley. Big surprise there. <laughs> um, Michael finally makes it to Lincoln and tells his dad that he wants to stay with him after all. Uh, Michael gives Lincoln a big pep talk. Lincoln thinks he's going to lose because he hurt his arm, but Michael fires him up. Finally, Michael doesn't sound like a dickhead. Um, it's time for the final. Who would have guessed it? It's Lincoln versus the guy we ominously saw in the first act of the movie, the only other arm wrestler we saw before the tournament section of the movie. Um, Bill Hurley, ah, sorry, Bull Hurley says that Lincoln Hawk doesn't belong on my arm wrestling table. He has no shitting business there. Like, it's like this dude just learned how to swear, like, ten minutes ago, so he's just trying to squeeze in swear words whenever he can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, no shitting business. Uh, I've never heard someone in casual conversation say that sort of phrase before. Uh, Lincoln says that when he gets... This is just this quote... <laughs> He says that when he gets to the table and turns his hat, it's like flicking a switch and it makes him feel like a truck. Um, it's just like, oh, we've got to tie in everything here. So we've got to, oh, we've got to tie in the truck driving with the arm wrestling. So yeah, he feels like a truck. Wouldn't yeah, that's hat good riding. Wouldn't his hat want to face forward so it looks like the front of a truck with the motor and then the <laughs> head bit is the cabin? Yeah. Um, I mean, unless he's driving a flatbed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he could be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just ridiculous. 
Uh, Lincoln accidentally lets go of Bull, so they get their hands strapped together. Uh, Bull then sucker punches Lincoln in the nose, somehow doesn't get disqualified for that. Seems like you shouldn't be allowed to punch someone in the nose in a professional arm wrestling tournament, but what do I know? <laughs> um, the rules! Yes, exactly. Uh, this might be the longest arm wrestling match in history. Like, this was going on for so long. And then we get the slow motion, Lincoln going over the top in slow motion, and he gets the big win. And uh, Bull, sh- Bull helps raise Lincoln's hand up in there, shows a sign of respect. Jason, watching on as Lincoln celebrates with Michael, seemingly comes to his senses and sort of has a little smile on his face. And I assume lets Michael stay with Lincoln now, I guess, as Michael and Lincoln get in their new truck and literally drive off into the sunset to end this film. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I forgot how abruptly this movie ends. Like, that is not an ending, sort of. Yeah, there's like no, there's no like visible resolution between like Michael Lincoln and the grandfather. No, there's not, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, that's. That's over the top. Um, I suppose uh, the the one thing you didn't mention was when he sells his truck earlier to enter the uh, tournament, he says to the guy, like, oh, how much? And the guy says, yeah, seven grand. Okay. Shakes his hand and then goes, oh, I'm going to keep the the Hawk ornament on the front. Oh, yeah. He's going to keep the ornament from the hood. Yeah. and then puts it on his new truck that conveniently has a hawk monogram painted into the side of the bodywork. Yes, yes, I forgot about that. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, I guess it's just fate. It's just destiny, man. Um, yeah, uh, just hilarious. I remember like one of Dad's truck friends. Um, he used to have this like swan. It was like a similar sort of like thing as Lincoln Hawk's Hawk. And he used to screw it onto every truck he had. I just remember like being like, why would you have a Hawk? It's what Sylvester Stallone had. And I kept asking dad to get a Hawk for his truck, but he wouldn't get it. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Like how many like memories I have of this movie making its way into my childhood. (laughs) But then, like, I watch it back, like, yesterday, and I'm like, there are some, like, like, this is by no means, like, a classic film, but it's not that hard to watch at points. But then there's other points where it's just like, oh, this is, this is rough. And then it just ends out of nowhere and you just feel like, oh, I guess everything's happy? Kind of, I'm not sure. Is the grandfather, like, still wanting to kill Lincoln? (laughs) Like, what's happening here? Like, the grandfather has custody of Michael. Like, so why is Lincoln just 
buggering off with Lincoln now. Okay. I guess that's happening. Um, yeah, Does it actually... Did it actually say what state Lincoln was from or the grandfather? Because he lawyer comes into that point and says, you're not allowed to re-enter the state if you agree to this. Yeah, I'm not too sure if it's either... It's either East Coast or California. I'm not too sure. I'm going to assume it was California because I think um, Michael went to military school on the East Coast and then they had to do the cross-country drive to California to see the mother. And then Michael driving from California to Vegas even though it is ridiculous, it is a drive that you could do. So, yeah, that's just my guesses that his California, it seemed like California, it looked like California. Yeah, yeah, that's what I assumed that they were California and then because the tournament's in Vegas, he's probably from Vegas, Hawk. Yeah, something like that. Um, Nevada. But we're, we're sort of led to believe that Hawk just lives in his truck, right? Well, no, you said there's no cabin. Yeah, but he somehow lives in it. Oh, boy. Yeah, because he's got, like, all of his personal belongings and, like, his like all his family pictures and stuff. Trust me, there's not many truck drivers that... Do that. And if they do, it might be one photo in the bunk. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to just have, like, photos plastered all over the cabin. Yeah. Um, unless you lived in it. Never know. It could be on hard times. Yeah, it could be. Hard times, if you will. Um, yeah, so overall thoughts on this film. Yeah, thumbs up, man. I really enjoyed this. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's cheesy 80s action at its, like, best. It's, I wouldn't actually say it's action. It's just, like, a cheesy 80s, like, sort of drama, really. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it's a fun watch. It's, what, roughly an hour and a half, so it's under two hours. And it's Sylvester Stallone, like, outside of Rocky and Rambo, like, He's not really known for anything else outside those two, so this was a good watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, honestly, I'm still blown away that you actually enjoyed this, so that's that's good. Um, had had you seen this before? I probably should ask that. Probably once in my childhood if I came around to yours and you had it on. There's a good chance that that happened, actually. Um, because I have a few people like... Uh, uh, I'm not even going to name names, but people that even you would know that definitely have come up to me and been like, oh, remember when I used to come over for a sleepover and make me watch that bloody truck truck driving arm wrestling movie? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember. Um, yeah, th- this, like, I can't, I can't say anything but nice things about this movie just because it has such a soft spot in my heart i love this oh man you're too kind yeah um 
like I said, there are very obvious plot holes. There's definitely things wrong with this movie. But, like, if you just want to mong out, if you just want to relax after a crappy day, you just want to switch your brain off and just chuck on a chuck on a cheesy 80s movie and just, like, if you fall asleep, you fall asleep. You know, that sort of thing. This is the sort of movie you want to have on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Uh, was there ever a second one of this or, like, a TV show of this or anything else? Nothing. Um, I don't think it did well. <laughs> it didn't do well critically. I don't think it did well box office-wise either. Do you uh, have the box office there in front of you for what it, um, like no. what its budget was? And I'll try to guess if it made profit or loss. That's a good idea. Let's let's do that. Oh, okay. All right. Have a guess at the budget. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'll give you a hint. Less than thirty mil. Uh, twenty mil. Twenty-five. I'll give you that. Okay. All right. How much do you? Twenty-five million was the budget. How much do you think it made at the box office? Thirty mil. Yeah, nah, sixteen million. Oh no. Yeah. Really? It, yeah, it had a rough one. <laughs> It, it had a rough time. Um, was this, like, because I'm bad at timelines of movies, would this have been around the time Rambo's peak, um, peak, Rocky's peak sort of thing, so they thought yeah, Sylvester Cologne can do anything? Yes. This is, like, just after, I think, like, the first Rambo or the second Rambo. This, is, this comes out the same year as Rocky Four. Oh, no. So, like, yeah, Sylvester Stallone's firing on all cylinders. And this happens. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, oh, man, it's a year of high and lows for him. Uh, this has a 5.8 out of 10 IMDb rating and... 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, that's still better than some of the Star Wars got. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, that's very true. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I love this movie. It's, it's crap. I know it's crap, but I just love it. Um, yeah, do you have any other thoughts on this? No, well, that's what I was going to ask you like if there was a second one or anything like that but i suppose yeah when you lose 10 million you're not going back for round two are you no not at all um yeah did you notice the scott norton like quick cameo no but i've seen it in your your notes you've shared and wow yeah i i shared a screenshot of that on our instagram and twitter page oh that's him there i've seen that this morning <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, he's very fresh-faced and baby-faced. Um, I might, I might share a picture of the Terry Terry Funk as bodyguard as well uh, before this gets released. 
hype up the audience. This is all Inception. You're already being hyped up for this review, and you're hearing me talking about hyping you up. Inception. <laughs> very, very, very creepy. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, uh, great yeah. choice, sir. Great choice. Yeah. So should we should we give it a beer rating? Um. Yeah, you can if you want, man. Uh, I would love to give it six, but I'm going to give it five and a half. <laughs> Purely because of how much fun I had. Five beers. Yeah. Dude, there has never been a movie that has a truck crashing into something that I didn't love. We might get to the Smokey and the Bandit movies at some point too, I reckon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What have I done? Yeah, oh, you've you've got my wheels turning, literally all, all twenty two. Hey, at least you remembered to attach the trailer. Exactly, exactly. You're wasting money if you don't have a trailer on it. If you're running around bobtail, as they say, you're not doing your job right. Yeah. Oh man, this was really good fun. Um. Where can the good humans find you, kind sir? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. That's where you'll see some sweet over-the-top photos, I guess. Um, where can the humans find you, sir? Uh, at I am Chris Bunder on Twitter as well. You can listen back to the entire Wrestling Ozstyle archive for free, including on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and tune in. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. And uh, when I turn this hat around, uh, uh, I, I feel like a truck. Uh, I feel like a truck, you know, a truck. <laughs>